Welcome to the Connecticut Weekender Podcast, bringing you events, festivals, and all things new across Connecticut. I'd like to welcome your host, Ryan Sylvester. Hey everyone, and welcome to the 17th episode of the Connecticut Weekender Podcast. As always, I am Ryan, and I have Tim with me. Hey Tim. Hi Ryan. <laughs> How you doing? I'm I'm doing. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I don't like right now? What? Is that it is getting so dark so early. Yeah, that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I like the, the sun in the morning. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Every time I wake up and it's, you know, 25 degrees outside and I have to let the dog out, it's painful. It's getting painful. But you know what? Winter is coming. That means skiing is coming. And uh, I know all the skiers out there are getting excited. Ryan, you don't have time to ski anymore. I really don't. I really don't. I'm going to try though. You have, um, a, you have a fur child. A fur child, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what did you end up doing last weekend? Um, what did I do last weekend? So on well, let me let me think of the days. I didn't um, really do anything as a preface. <laughs> so you better have something good. On um Saturday yeah. I got pizza. At oh yeah. Grimaldi's in Woodbridge. Yep. Finally, after like I don't know, three months about talking about it and craving it. I got it. Was yeah. delightful. I ate a ton of it. Didn't eat enough of it. Kevin stole a couple of pieces. Didn't like it. Um, <laughs> but the my my a couple of my friends um, were moving out of their apartment, so we uh, we we went over to hang out for their last night in the apartment. But we wound up helping them box up some stuff because ah, that's how they get yeah, you. Yeah. Well, and then uh, on Sunday, I also I actually helped them move. So, so nothing exciting, I nothing guess. Exciting. except for the pizza, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my trainer, um, punished me Yeah, with leg day. Like I said, last Saturday. week, Tim is massive. I'm just He's like, just hashtag swole. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I went, I hiked this weekend. I hiked at Lantern Hill back in my hometown in North Stonington with my dog and my fiance. And it was so windy. Like I thought another, well, if no, if anyone knows like a tornado actually touched down in North Stonington, yeah. Uh, last week was it? Anyways, it was the day that you were like the rain's crazy. The rain was crazy. Oh, and yeah. we were like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's because you were closer to a tornado right. than we were. <laughs> right. But it was so when I thought another tornado was crashing down upon us as we were hiking. I was I kept looking up to make sure there was no branches falling, but no, we were good. I got up and down safely. Thanks for asking. That's like what happened to a sleeping giant. Did you ever see those videos of? Yeah, but that that girl was an idiot. I apologize, but she was. Someone she she went, did that on purpose. I, yeah, someone well, someone was hiking and they put, took a video and, and was up there and it's just brutal. It was it was brutal. Like devastated the park too. Like yeah, the parking note, lot, everything. Note to every listener out there, if you see and hear that a tornado is coming, well, do I think not. It was a hurricane. What? No, that was a tornado. Was it? Okay, yeah. I can't remember. It, that was a long time ago. It was last March. Yeah. Um. But yeah, don't just, you know, don't, or last May. I can't remember. Either way, don't go hiking when you know there's a tornado coming because right. that puts right. yourself and rescuers in danger. So don't do it. During that tornado, like weird pressure, whatever, uh, down, down in Essex, um, the water was so, it was coming over the boat dock, which is obviously there for larger boats, but it was insane. Like the, all the roads were flooded. You couldn't drive around. Craziness. Yep. 
So, um, I didn't do anything else. I think I had some, I went out and grabbed some beers and that was pretty much it. As Ryan my, is our resident alcoholic. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, our, our interviewees this week definitely play into my love for craft beers, but we'll get into that, into that later. So what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'll be honest. I got as far as planning to sleep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sleep a lot. <laughs> I Friday been... Friday into Saturday, I'm just thinking it's like, that's going to be a good sleeping day. I actually um, won't even be in Connecticut this weekend. Where are you going to be? I will be up in Boston visiting my dad and going to the ski show because winter is coming. I know nothing about your dad, so I can't say that he's a great person. But <laughs> Boston, great city. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not Connecticut. Um, I'm sure I... your dad's also all right. He's fine, yeah. Um. No, but if if I was in Connecticut, I was really feeling a long trip to a brewery that I haven't been to like across the state. So if anyone has any ideas, I think I'm due for a trip. I don't know if you've been there or not, but I am um sorry, distracted. I am a big fan of Shabin. Shabin. I don't remember it. Let me let me google it. It's um it's a, like an Irish it's a a micro brewery, like in micro micro, gotcha. <clears throat> it is in Wolcott. Okay, Wolcott, Wolcott, Wolcott. Um, and you said, wait, did you say it was like an I? Did you say Irish? It or is. Did I it's think Irish. That? Okay. I don't remember exactly. I don't remember what the the name. It, well, it, it a Shabin is was originally an illicit bar or club where alcoholic oh. beverages were sold without a license. It's like a speak well it's so it it's was. different than a speakeasy. It was yeah, it was like back in Ireland a Shabine right. was a place you'd go to gotcha. drink without being taxed. Um that's what the name comes from. Uh I do believe that the owners are Irish. Um but it's really it they have some good beers. They have this one beer that's really Interesting. It kind of tastes like crap on its own. Personally, I do not like it. It's their cannoli beer. Oh my um, god, that sounds awesome. But like if you just drink it like out of the bottle, I don't like it. I think okay. it's like wait, it's just gross. Really? But when they serve it to you and how how they recommend it is you actually take the glass, yeah, you wet the rim, you dip it in confectioner sugar, and then you oh, pour yeah. the beer into it. And yeah. when, then when you're drinking, it tastes so good. It tastes like yeah. a cannoli. And it's it's just really interesting. This other one that when you said Irish, it made me think of it is a Kins, Kinsman. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Is, yeah. Is, that's another Irish one, right? I've never been there, but I know I'm not sure if they're Irish, but they're, yeah, they're another one. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, we're getting glares. We're talking well, about, are you, Oh, cause you like Kinsman. No. Should we oh. not be talking about beer? Oh yeah. Sorry. We're getting commentary from people inside the office. What, what, Sean, we're, what we're you, getting, <laughs> a, what do you need we're to getting say? a trademark Sean Henry smile, <laughs> yeah. which always throws us. Huh? Oh, this this, this one? It, no, but you can come talking to mine if you want. Come come here, come here, Sean Henry. <laughs> Sean is coming in for his explicit commentary. I'm smiling because I wanted to see if Tim was like talking about what he's not doing this weekend. Oh or yeah, what he didn't oh, do I last was. weekend again. Yeah, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> he was very aggressively liking the uh, the Connecticut weekend this weekend, so I think we're good. What? <laughs> well, Tim, you're usually I'm being criticized yeah, for the fact criticized. that I am so dedicated to my work. Tim, yeah, <clears> you <throat> do work a lot. Anyways, um so other than drinking this weekend, I um I have I'm going to come back on Sunday and I'm going to go bowling. And I have been bowling is one of my favorite things to do. Um 
What? I'm not judging you. No, no, no. bowling is cool. I will say, I don't, I also don't remember where it is, but there's this, I think it's in Oxford, this little, um, duck pin bowling. Oh, we had a, we had a debate about this. I really, and I hate duck pin. Like I'm okay at regular bowling, Mm. but I'm like awesome at duck pin bowling. Yeah. Oh, and it was glow in the dark. Oh, well that's just a win-win then. Um, no, I'm going to go to holiday bowl in new London. That's the one. I used to go rollerblading around the corner at Galaxy Roller Rink, but it unfortunately closed. But that was like a little tidbit from my childhood. Anyways. I feel like I've heard the term Galaxy. It's It was a big, I think it was a big name in like the roller, Some like the yeah. roller community. Is that That's a thing, right? Probably. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So Thanksgiving's coming up. I mean... It is actually, yeah, it is. It totally already, is. Yeah, I don't agree with the people that started decorating for Christmas, though. I yeah, I mean, like I like Christmas and all. Yeah, but I don't know. The day after Halloween, I should not go into a Big Lots or a Walmart and see, <laughs> you know, giant yeah. displays yeah. for Christmas trees. You were offended the other day when they skipped right over Thanksgiving. Well, it's just like I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, okay, yeah, it's 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 because it's not a consumer holiday, right? A store is right. not gonna. They're not going to set up a giant display. Now, do you Black Friday shop? No, I. So, moral. Here's me going on my moral high horse. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom, when I growing up, my mom actually worked at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Black Friday meant that my mom had to pack it in early for the night and uh, leave the holiday. So, I've always, I've always um, taken it as a bit of a like. I I won't participate. I understand why people do. Yeah. I mean, it stretches your dollar. I can't. I, I did can't it judge. once. And that was all I needed to never do it again. But oh yeah, no. It's also Black Friday shopping has changed quite a bit from what it yeah, used to be. Yeah, man, I get nervous with those videos of people like barging in places. Oh no, but I mean, it's gotten less crazy. Oh, it, oh, okay. Um, that, yeah, the opposite of what. I'm well, saying. because there's been that there's been more of a move to online. You know, so yeah, so like Walmart and yeah. Target, like they do more of that online Black Friday stuff now. Oh, uh, the they, cy- uh, cyber, uh, what is it? Cyber Sunday? Cyber Monday. Yeah, Cyber yeah. Monday. I don't even, yeah, maybe. There's a, there's a lot, of, there's just a lot more alternatives. So people get a little less crazy. I encourage you all to shop locally. That is my tidbit. Shop Connecticut. Shop Connecticut. Yep. That's the way to do it. Um, no, I, I don't, do you have like a tradition that you guys always do for Thanksgiving? For Thanksgiving? Um, Oh, what about that hot dog stew? <laughs> that is not a thing. That hot dog stew that you guys yeah, make. Shout out to grandpa. Um, <laughs> no, not for Thanksgiving. The hot dog stew is not a Thanksgiving oh, okay. stew. Um, but uh, lost my train of thought. Thanksgiving, we just, we so the Staberski family tradition yeah. for Thanksgiving is you eat so much that you feel like you're going to throw up right. and then you yell at each other. <laughs> oh, um, God. And you fill the house with smoke because the cheesecake boiled over in the oven. Boiled over cheesecake. I like it. Well, you know how cheese, when you make cheesecake, it pops yeah, up out of the yeah. oven and then it has to settle back in. But because my family stomps around all the time, it always breaks right. and it always falls and it always burns and just fills the house with smoke. And that's how you know it's done. So you make two. <laughs> oh, my mom. Yeah, no. yeah. I don't have any like... I don't know. It's always been switching up for me. I, my uncle does it sometimes. My mom does it. My grandparents do it. So we'll see. I don't even know what's going on. But I've it's been, filled with food and yelling. Oh, f- well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll throw a football around for 10 minutes before I fall asleep. But Your family's just full of athletes. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, anything else going on this week, Tim? Um, for, for me, uh, not. I, I'm going to do something, but I don't know what. Um, 
Oh, you know what I did last week, and I, I, it was on my Snapchat. Oh, mm-hmm. story was I fed some ducks. Oh, where I, I was driving home from my trainer. Oh, my trainer. it wasn't like a definite spot. It no, was just I was, like I was on the I side was of the driving road. home from my trainer, and I was like, "There's this puddle of a pond off to the side, and there's mm. like thirty ducks in it." And I was like, "I have some cereal. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna feed the ducks." And I, I sat on the one weird bench in yeah. this puddle of a pond, and I threw some cereal out to the ducks, and they came over, and they uh, <laughs> were not pleased with my choice of cereal, which was Trader Joe's high fiber. Uh, they actually it's not good for them. They actually they took it into their mouths and then spit it out because wow. it just was not good enough for them. I apparently I used to go to uh, the Mystic Village, and uh, they have ducks like they have a huge pond for the ducks, and the ducks like never leave, and they have their own huts and everything, and you can buy bird food from certain stores yeah. within the village. And uh, my parents always just take me there. So if you really need to feed the ducks, Tim, I well, Mystic, I mean, I it, it's funny because I it was a soothing experience. I yeah. only last it only lasted for about five minutes because I was very cold. It was a <laughs> cold Saturday, um, but yeah, go feed the ducks. Find All right, a, find a puddle. Every week we give you a roundup of cool and interesting things going on this weekend in Connecticut. And do we? Yes, we do. Oh, I didn't send you I the notes, know. did I? Oh. No, I'm I'm joking. Oh. I know I know the format of the <laughs> of the uh, the podcast, right? I'm just being a jerk. Anyways, uh, CT Auto Show from November 9th to 11th, and I I I went to this, and I think before it was in Hartford, and now it's at Mohegan. Um, a, it's the premier showcase of the newest model year, imported and domestic vehicles, cars, vans, crossover, hybrids, blah blah blah. So it it gives you like the opportunity to go and talk to you know, brand representatives and, and all this stuff and, you know, in a cool place and check out all the new vehicles coming out. So if you're in the market for a new and cool car, Tim Staberski, go to the auto I, show. I I bought a wonderful car from that gentleman over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Um, you could check out the Afternoon Circus. Afternoon Circus is an all-age circus show on Saturday, November 10th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. the spring at the sprawling all-ages activity center known as Nomad's Adventure Quest in South Windsor, Connecticut. Fun story. Eh, not so... Yeah, I'm going to say never mind. But Nomad's is a fun place. Yeah, no, I... Like, I if you've never been, go. Even that, as an adult, it's That fun. and the dinosaur... Uh, what's it called? I don't know. Uh, the dinosaur... I think it's called the dinosaur place. They have like an I outdoor, don't, outdoor... What? You've never I'm been not, there? Do you, do you talk about Dinosaur Park? Dinosaur State Park? No. No, um, I, th- I think it's literally called the Dinosaur Place, and they have like an outdoor walk where you can go and see life-size, you know, uh, like so dinosaurs. You, you, okay, so Dinosaur State Park is a place with all like all kinds of fossils and stuff. It's not I don't that know. place? You, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Gotcha. Um, and last but not least, Celtica. Pipes. Well, not, not uh, to, to clarify, not last but not least. There's a ton of well, other yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. Just in, in our highlight here, um, Celtica yeah. Pipes Rock Return to Infinity Hall. On Saturday, November 10th, um, two world-class bagpipers and a kickin' rock band. Uh, this unique unique blend guarantees fiery rock that brings alive the Celtic spirit whenever wherever they perform. So, What were you calling that? Um, the dinosaur. Is it no, the no, dinosaur? No, 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 the event. What, what are you calling it? Celtica? All right. Why? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Some and, might say Celtica. Yeah, I know. 
And I, I was just curious. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I what, what, I what say you, Tim? I would, I would personally say, um, Celtica as okay. well. I just, I wanted to make fun I, of you I'm, and I wasn't I'm sure, sure. I'm sure it's Celtica, but Sean would correct me because that's like his, that's his domain right there. Ireland. Anyways. Um, so this week I had the joyous occasion of meeting with the fellows that run little house brewing company that I talk about literally every week. And, uh, they invited me to the brewery on a Monday night when they were closed we shared a beer and talked about, you know, they, they just opened, like, I think they said three or four months ago. Wait a minute. Is that why you left early? You oh, left yeah. the office early mm-hmm. to go drink? To go have a beer, yeah. Yeah, not an alcohol. Yeah, I'm uh, leveraging my podcasting abilities to chat with, you know, these, I, I, I don't know, I think they're the, the iconic guys in Chester at the moment. Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's uh, they're, the breweries in Chester, Connecticut, we talk about, you know, all the things that, they do, and they, uh, you know, the support from the craft brewing community in Connecticut, and um, just really, really awesome guys to talk to. And I really, I know I talk about it a lot, but you know, it's it's an awesome place to be. The town itself is awesome. There's, you know, great pizza place called Auto down the street, and I usually go and pick up a cheese pizza, and I bring it into the bur- just cheese. I know. So that's a little boring. Yeah. Um, and I bring it into the brewery, and there's dogs everywhere. They, you know, it's pet friendly. So, go in. Uh, check them out. Listen up to the interview coming right after this. Tim, you have anything else you want to say? Um, just God bless America <laughs> and God bless Connecticut. All right. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for our interview and we will get at you uh, next week. Have a great weekend. Okay, everyone. So I am at my favorite place in the universe, and you've heard me talk about it for like the past probably six weeks because I found this place six weeks ago. I'm at Little House Brewing Company in Chester. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Yeah, good. Thanks. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and like tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, I'm Carlisle Schaefer. Uh, I'm, this is Sam Wagner, uh, and we do everything at Little House Brewing <laughs> Company. Um, we, uh, we met in college and hatched this plan, and here we are. So you guys didn't go to college to be brewers, is what I read, at least on your bios on the, on the website. So what did you go to college for? Uh, I was a science, technology, and society major, uh, and I had a correlate sequence in studio art, um, and Sam was actually pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, the science, technology, society as well, just like an interdisciplinary right. um, major at Vassar, and uh, my core was in economics. So, so how does that transfer to brewing? I don't know. Even- <laughs> well, I was gonna say um, it's not super common knowledge, but Vassar was founded by a brewer. Really, uh, Matthew Vassar okay. um, started uh, quite a big kind of brewing empire, mm-hmm. and um, although neither of us studied brewing or, you know, practical brewing. Carlisle actually wrote his, like, entire senior thesis for SDS on uh, beer, the rise of craft beer in America and kind of history. That's awesome. I can tell you a lot more about it than I can. (laughs) I'm not going to go on about it when he's right here. Yeah, it's just the the looking at beer as a socially driven technology. Right. Um, And how pre-prohibition onwards, it set the stage for craft beer to take over. Um, And then I also was part of an independent study my senior year where we tried to recreate Matthew Vassar's recipes um, based on information we could find in special collections. Wow. But it was really more of an experience.
excuse to try to and prepare for college <laughs> yeah. credit. So. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, um, I went to Southern down in New Haven, and there was like a mixology class, and I was trying to weave it into my major by all means, but <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't figure out how it fit. Um, so you guys, you guys started. What, when did you guys officially open? I guess is a better question. I think August eleventh was the first okay. soft opening day, which just became we're open now. Right, right. So, and this it took how many years to like get there? Uh, depending on when you start the clock, like what? So no. November or early summer of 2016, we had the first we on record. We officially went on record with the town of Chester in November <laughs> 2016 at a planning and zoning meeting, but we started talking to the town before that to figure out, okay, we should go to this meeting. Right. Um, and we were pretty much set on making it happen in Chester in March of 2016 when we first came into this, this building mm-hmm. and looked at it. Um, but the whole concept of the brewery started years before that and right. seriously started you know, 2015, probably. Okay. And if you guys are both from Connecticut, right? No. No, okay. No, I'm from uh, Minneapolis. Okay. From Minnesota. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I am from Connecticut. I'm oh, from Chester. Okay, so you're half a mile. I was trying to like, remember yeah. who, well, who I read was from <laughs> Chester. Um, so, yeah, I, I read that you grew up in Chester and always wanted to get out, and then eventually we're like, okay, well, yeah, I guess Sam, I'm Sam convinced me to stick <laughs> around. I mean, I feel like Chester is like the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I, we, were t- we were kind of talking before, um, like, I am full. I love just, like, it's not so much about the beer. Like, drinking beer is awesome, obviously. But I think that the culture of craft brewing is, you know, it, it, you can't really match it with a lot of other things. So, like, when you look at the brewery map in Connecticut, there's so few, like, in this channel of, you know, the state that you guys are, like, in the perfect spot. Um, do you guys, like, get a lot of repeat customers? Mostly, I don't want to call them townies, but, like, local people that are coming in? Yeah, yeah, that's actually been one of the most exciting things, is yeah. having regulars and seeing the same people over and over again. Yeah. Like kind of having fans in a way <laughs> yeah yeah. I think that you get your own following yeah. eventually you know what I mean because people I know like back in my hometown there was um, Barleyhead actually in Mystic and uh, I would go there every once in a while the same people the same people and I, when I come here and I bring my pizza up and I sit down over here like the same people are, are here they have the same dogs it's, it's great so um, I think that you guys are like perfectly fitting into the culture I mean that was that was really the, yeah, the goal yeah. was to fit into especially the culture of Chester right now it's, it's this cute little town uh, totally cute and we, and we <laughs> wanted to make sure that we didn't feel like we were trying to butt in and be out of place so. I think because we originally before we had visited this house and, but we were still serious. We were thinking like somewhere in the Hudson Valley. Yeah. And I think one of our fears was like, how do we fit in? Yeah. Like, oh, like if we're going to start this in like Cold Spring, like, mm. will they accept us? Like, because yeah. we, we wanted to be, we wanted to be, bam, Main Street somewhere. Like, yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, we didn't want to be in an industrial park. We wanted to, yeah. Right. Do this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the first, so the first time I, I came here, I was, I was like, oh, well, I, I, I've been to Chester before. I didn't even know it was, I, I kind of knew it was here, but I didn't really know. I was like, you know, I'm going to go grab a sandwich. So I'm going to go over there. And I actually called. I called up and I think you answered. And I was like, hey, man, is it cool if I bring food in there? He goes, hell yeah. So, and I was like, is it cool if I bring my dog? He's like, yeah, we want to bring a dog. So it was like, as soon as you get on the phone, like you're not even in person yet. Like it's already a cool place to be because you guys are so welcoming. And every time I come in here, 
there's a crowd of people at the bar and someone's always looking over like, Hey man, you did beer, like pointing over the crowd. So I think you guys like really take care of like everyone. And it's, it's a little house, but it's also a home for the people in Chester. Would you, I mean, would you, would you agree with that? I mean, that's, that's what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Just that, put it up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome to hear that yeah. that's how like it's received. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're least, trying to put At least out, to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where do you, you guys just started, you know, obviously in one spot and blew up from what I understand. Where do you guys see it going? Are you guys trying to expand? Are you guys trying to stay in your spot? Is it is it Chester that makes Little House so great? I think pretty undeniably it is. Yeah. Um, and it's the building's a huge part of it too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we when we kind of put a business plan together, we talked about just because we kind of thought we had to, what does like three or five years look like? And what do we do if... Um, we get to the point where we want to maybe like do contract brewing somewhere like, and, and we've talked about options, but I think it's becoming pretty clear that, you know, like you said, like the, the experience people have when they come here is very integral to the part, you know, to the, the whole. Um, and like you said, it's not just about necessarily the beer or drinking beer. It's about like the community yeah. and fitting right. into it right. and the experience and the task. It's hard to replicate. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think that craft brewing, um, it's, every place has like their own thing. I think you guys have really like found your thing. Um, and it's not complicated. Like it's come here, bring your dog, bring some food and like hang out. And, uh, I think Chester's magical for it, you know? Um, so when you guys are, you know, you guys have Monday and Tuesday off, which we are all (laughs) upset about because I would love to come here on Monday and Tuesday, Mm -hmm. but tell me a little bit about the process. So about, you know, how many beers you can churn out, the rotation of the beers, stuff like that. Because sometimes I come in and I like beer and the ones that I like are not up on the board, but you know, you try something new. So tell me about like when you run out, how much you can make kind of thing. I think we're still figuring that out Yeah, to be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten into like a steady schedule brewing two or three times a week and I think you'll start to see or people will start to see their favorites more steadily on tap, which was always the intent. Right. Something like familiar and a favorite and then new mixed in that's the goal um but right now i mean the days off i think you <laughs> did that in the very beginning uh they're not days off they're not really days off yeah. they're arguably longer than some <laughs> yeah. of our taproom days right and well, going back to what you were saying about the future um that's probably the most immediate thing is beyond like maybe getting some more help in the taproom would be to be open like yeah. that's right. a huge tenet of what we want to do it's right. like hey you know, people have said this, like, hey, I was going to the area looking for a brewery. All of them are closed, but you. So I, like, came here. And that's yeah. that's also been a cool thing to say. Yeah. It's like, that's... And something we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that naturally, like, as, as you guys grow and get bigger, um, you know, that will happen more often. Um, so did you ever expect to be... I mean, do you guys think that you're big? Like, I think that you're big. I mean, you guys are, I, I, we were trying to set up this, uh, this meeting for a while and, you know, it's constantly busy and I had no problem with it. You know, yeah. I wanted you guys to be Sorry. here, no, 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 <laughs> here and brewing and getting, getting beer to the people and everything. So do you guys feel like you are kind of elite? Maybe not elite. I'm like, that's not at all. No. Do you guys, did you expect to be it's, as it's, busy? It's as, been overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. But that's as much the tap room being busy as it is just doing the tap room doing the brewing doing the cellar work running the business it's just yeah. 
Yeah. We knew it would be we knew it would be a lot of work, but it's just it's the reality. We've been open for three months now and yeah. the reality is definitely it's set in. I don't, I don't think we're elite. No, I don't think so. I think we're the only thing we're focusing on is making sure we're doing everything we should be. Like mm-hmm. like oh like alternative facts isn't on tap, like we need to do that. Yeah. Or like like yeah. we are just it sounds weird to say, but like we're laser focused on that. I don't like. Well, I think that it's. it's um, I don't want to speak for you, but it's like you know that that fine tuning between going too much and going too little, and, yeah. and trying to just keep up with what you have already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from the outside looking in, at least, it looks like you guys are you know blowing up, which is great. I think that we definitely needed something like this in this region of the state, at least. But I think. Uh, I think the the craft brewing community in Connecticut is strong. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I've heard other craft brewers, like, um, you know, when they were starting up, that they would get help from other big ones. And and have have any of them reached out to you and kind of supported you guys? Yeah. Yeah, The list is, I don't want to start listing off people for fear of forgetting them. Um, We've had help from so many people. I worked at Cottrell. um, That's where I learned commercial brewing and so obviously like all of my experience there. that old factory is sick yeah, Cottrell. yeah it's, it's like really that, cool those space. big cranes up on the yeah it's functional it, yeah we used it every day yeah um and you guys did a lot of well i don't know if, i don't when were you over there i was there i started an apprenticeship july of 2014 okay. um that's when i graduated high school where uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's nuts um, but yeah, I went there like um, me and my old boss. I used to work at. You remember? Um, I don't know if across the river there was a ski shop. I don't know if you would know it. Anyways, um, but me and my boss went there to get a raffle prize, and okay. uh, I forget his name, but the, uh, the the head honcho over there, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Charlie. Charlie took me around. He showed me everything, and he, he like showed me the big, uh, you know, the brewing whatever yeah. there, and all the bottles and, and crazy things. But yeah, Cottrell's like a sweet place. I I love going in there, and um, around the corners is Graysale, and mm-hmm. that 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 town is great for that. There's stuff. great little circuit of breweries over yeah. there. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you no, know, no, but. Um, so I but Cottrell, uh, Sam has shot countless messages off to breweries back home for him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I know, know the guys over at Fox Farm, uh, Barleyhead. Yeah. Um, we've sent, we sent breweries messages who we don't know asking them questions because really? there's a, there's a Facebook group for the brewers. It's a, like a brewer's guild group and you can post stuff and then just get in touch with anyone. So we've, we've asked random random people different questions about chemicals equipment anything yeah. it's a really cooperative group it's, it's great because it, it, and I don't know I'm sure you could speak to it more than I can but there's like a I don't know if there's even a subtle competition I feel like it's it's just hey man like, we're all in this together kind of thing we're all just making great beer it hasn't felt like a competition to us yeah. we're not out there we're not out there like trying to get draft lines or anything <laughs> right like right but, yeah yeah that's a good point <laughs> but, but it's I mean Sam can talk about the number of visitors we've had in terms of like industry people coming in. We had how many yesterday? That's been really cool. Yeah. In addition to like having regulars, it's just having like random visits from uh, Brian from Alvarium yesterday, just like showing up and being like, "Hey, like," because we're like fans of them. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. You see all these cool Instagram feeds from Alvarium and all these other breweries. Again, too many to count. It's like. Um, they come in and they answer any questions you have and you kind of like knowledge share and, and they show up with beer and they show up with beer <laughs> you give them beer that's the best part yeah, yeah. I remember uh, growing up my stepdad 
he never listens to this, so he won't know, but he used to <laughs> brew at home all the time, and I loved it. And I, ever since then, I was, like, always into it because he knew a bunch of craft brewers, and we had a fridge, and he drilled a hole on the side, and, like, we had a tap. Yeah. And, you know, I was high school, right? Like, I'm going to use the tap. <laughs> so oh, so yeah. we always had, like, that. But, it, you know, he was always making beer and, like, giving tons away and bringing people in and having them try it. And one of his friends from high school actually started um, beard brewing. Okay. And uh, it's just, it's such a small world. So I feel like, like connecting all these people. I mean, you you don't need the connections. You guys have like the guild and everything. So it's it's a tight knit group, which is great. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. I was just going to say another like good illustration of this is just completely cold meeting another brewery and like now we're going to be doing a collab with them. Mm-hmm. Bad Dream Brewing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like it was yeah. like a hop harvest party from the Pioneer Hops and Connecticut Hop Growers. Yeah. And we just kind of like looked over them and like, hey, like you're young like that, like us. And, <laughs> and so, I mean. Yeah, we got chatting and we were like, oh, when did you open? Like, they are, they're a month older than we are. Yeah. And they're a three barrel system like we are. And so. Mm-hmm. Do you guys find that that's like kind of the norm? Is it is it a younger crowd or especially? It's pretty, I think it's, it's all over the board. Which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Um, now, is there a consistency with the type of beer throughout the industry? So, let's say that you guys are making, I don't know, like a certain type of IPA. Is someone? Is there is there a norm that you're trying to follow, or are you guys kind of like scattered across the board as well? I think we're. And just in terms of like styles of yeah 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 I think our big things variety we try to brew true to style but Mm -hmm. we're not going after one specific style that was kind of one of our one of our mission statements from the very beginning was having a range of of styles on tap and and it might not always be the same beer on tap when you come in but there's going to be something on tap for anyone and I don't mind that either like when I come in and I'm like oh man that one's off the board like. I'll try something different, and I've I feel like I've tried almost all of them. You know, I I came I came over one time and it was I don't know how early you guys opened, but it was early, and I had the brown ale, and it was like Thanksgiving dinner on top of nothing, and it was <laughs> it was it was delicious, but it was so you know it's 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 true that you guys have tons of variety, and there's tons of different ways you can go with the beer. Um, so I know there's a lot of history in this building. Can you guys speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so the original building, which is from our front door to the chimney, that kind of uh, ties ties the tap room together, um, was built in 1836. Um, the next portion of the building was built probably around the turn of the century. We haven't quite been able to figure that out. Um, and then the last addition was, was put on about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but it's lived so many lives up until this point. Um, it's been everything from the post office and a butcher shop with a barber shop upstairs to there was a pet store in the 1950s. And the claim to fame was there was like a, a monkey that would taunt the uh, taunt the kids in town. <laughs> uh, I know he taunted the yeah, kids. Yeah, it's a, it's like a new beer. Monkey taunting. But it's. It's been so many different things, especially in the last two decades. That I'm 26 and I've I've lived my whole life in Chester, uh, and it's it's been so many things in my own lifetime. Um, but it was really cool when we were doing construction because um, we we fully gutted the first floor, and so we found all all sorts of little uh, 
mementos from, from the past lives. That yeah, I, saw, I think I saw that on the website somewhere that you guys found some cool artifacts yeah. in the house. That's awesome. They haven't, haven't made an appearance yet, but we've got, got some things that are going gonna to show up at some point. Nice, nice. Some insider information, I'm sure. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll get into it. Um, so, you know, your overall message, I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of right in your face, right? Like little house, it's your house. Like come over and kind of enjoy a beer, hang out with your friends. What? And we kind of talked about this in the beginning, but what are you? What are you hoping to convey? To let's talk about outside people, like people not in Chester. Let's say people that come and stay in Essex down at the Griswold, right? They're looking for a place to go grab a beer. Like, what are you hoping to show them? Like, what are you hoping to kind of put your message out there and be? I think it goes back to people walking in and being pretty shocked that we are even here. Um, and I don't know if that's something that's easy to hold on to after a certain amount of time, but that's... Well, if the buildings stay the same on the outside, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. But just like, you know, because like people walk in and they're, they're sometimes not really sure what we are. Like a lot of the time. Really? Not sure. Like, oh, like this is like a coffee brewery. And they look back <laughs> and they see the tanks and then like you see their eyes light up. And yeah. I think that it's not really tangible, but that's definitely like a, a feeling. It's like, wow, like someone... Someone put a brewery here. They yeah. come in and they're like, "Oh, so where do you? Where's the beer come from? Where do you make the we beer?" We get that We're question like, all the time, just all the time. Take a little walk. You back. know, what? it's funny you mentioned that because I think I was at the bar one time and someone asked you that. You're like, "Hey, man, <laughs> look right over there." Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's right over there. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went over there a bunch of times and I was just I was in awe because you don't you don't really know how how tall it is until you're overlooking yeah. all the barrels and everything, which is really cool. Um, well, that's, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely an odd spot, but it makes sense. Like, once you're here, once you take that right turn onto Main Street and you look at all the, the shops and everything, you're like, okay, yeah. I get it. It's almost like as if they've you want to convey that they've found something cool in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to, like, say that other breweries don't have this, because they definitely do, but that's, I think, what we're going for. Yeah, is it's like, just a different, a different way of achieving it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We took the space we decided that we wanted to put our brewery into was a tiny little wood framed house and created all sorts of headaches. But yeah, <laughs> but we're glad that we did it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think the other I don't want to like side rail this, but I think the other point that we really want to convey is, is kind of like the return to the original definition of a, a tavern. That's oh, huge. Crap, like craft beer, just beer in general in America started in taverns. That was one of the first industries and every tavern brewed their own beer and there weren't big breweries it was just every town had their own little brewery um, and, it, and it was more than just a, a place to go and drink it was a place you could hang out it was a place you could see people right. meetings all sorts of stuff and, right. and it's been really cool over the past three months seeing people coming in and, and doing all of that we have people come and do work at the bar or like really? bar. we have people read out in the beer garden or like sit on the couches we had I remember it was probably like two weeks in and it was a kind of a rainy Saturday morning and we had a group come in and they ordered beers and they sat down at, at actually this table we're sitting at and they took out a game and started playing a game yeah, like, we made it we made it like <laughs> people are playing board games at our brewery like that's we made it that's awesome we're real and so. it's like and it's for that to be your achievement, I think, speaks to even more of the message. Mm-hmm. You know, for you to say, oh, someone's coming in and just playing a simple board game, you know, that's, that we've made it. Like, that's awesome. I think that, 
you know, keeping it simple and, you know, keeping it, you know, town-like is, is awesome. So you both have the dream job, right? You get to make and drink beer for a living. What is your favorite part about it? You don't have to have the same one. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you kind of prefaced stuff on this question, and I've done a horrible job of thinking of an answer while we've been talking, but for me, I left college and I homebrewed a lot. I grew up watching my dad homebrew, but I went into the business world and, you know, worked an office job, um, for like three or four years. And so for me, it was always about working with my hands and being there behind the bar and being like, look, like I made this for you. (laughs) And that's, you probably hear that from a lot of people, like younger people who are going into a job like this, but that's a big part of it for me. Um, I think the other part of it, if I'm being honest, is like a pretty OCD and you don't really get to control a lot of the product when you work for a bigger company and right. there are exceptions, but right. you know, we do it end to end and, uh, that means there's like an endless rabbit hole of things I can just frankly have probably an unhealthy psychosis about. <laughs> so like that's... <laughs> Probably the biggest thing for me is like oh, I'll come in and Sam is just cleaning, steps. cleaning like the trim underneath the table. <laughs> like every, everything, everything down to the, the detail. It's great. Yeah, and you know, working with working with a, a best friend of yours is, is probably the biggest. It's you know, Aww. more than just a the collective awe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, can you add that sound? Effect? I'll add it. Yeah, I'll add a laugh track in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. To, to kind of go off of, of that it's, this is something that we started as a joke in college like Sam introduced me to craft beer very soon after I got introduced to drinking beer in general <laughs> it was probably my fifth drink ever uh, I changed from PBR to Dogfish 60 minute IPA oh, didn't really ever look back oh my god um, but that's a hefty turn it's <laughs> a big turn yeah, just rolled with it you know uh, but but it, it started off as a joke and, and as a freshman in college I didn't know what I wanted to do or anything like that and this joke that one of my new and soon to be best friends started with me just kind of kept going uh, and so it's been awesome having something that really has been in the back of my head and then moving to the front of my head uh, since 2010 um, yeah. come come to life and, and come to life better than I could have could have hoped it would uh, this, this whole space the whole mm-hmm. renovation we did all of that um, and and then again to, to harp on what Sam said the, the, the being able to control the experience with the beer the product that we're producing from, from grain to glass is something that I love um, I've worked in breweries I, I, I worked in Contra I worked in different customer service kind of hospitality jobs um and so i love interacting with people in the tap room um and what's been really nice for me uh over the past couple of months is when people come in and they sit down they're at a table and you you see them pick up the beer and take a little sip and and like smile they say something to one of their friends you can tell they're enjoying it and, and it's just like that's something that we crafted like specifically for them and it's yeah and being able to just be involved in every step of the process yeah. it's, it's, it's like grain so to glass exactly. to emotion yeah yeah, yeah. that's really cool and I, I think that that speaks to the whole craft ideology a yeah. little bit and i think that that you know you guys have something really special here and i, I think that it, it shows through 
just in your space and the you know the pride that you take in taking it from grain to glass and I think that you guys are totally gonna make it man I, I said I'm gonna be here you know to watch hopefully <laughs> probably sipping through a glass of beer but you know it's I'll, I'll be around so awesome. um, if anyone wants to come and check out Little House you don't have to uh, you don't have to worry it's an awesome place um, check out their website is the best place to get information right guys website yeah. Facebook Facebook Instagram, social media social media such or on Twitter it's all at Little House Brew across yeah. across the board across the board nice but we're at 16 16 Main Street Chester Connecticut uh, and there's plenty of plenty of places to park just check out our website it'll tell you where to go yeah <laughs> I, the first time I came I looked at that tab and I was like oh my god where the hell am I going to park <laughs> um, so yeah come down and see the guys and see me I'll probably be here and uh, grab a sang- sandwich from across <laughs> the street and bring it over and uh, we will see you guys when you get here